Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. This is where success happens. A member of the industry syndicate, Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. It is sincerely an honor and a privilege as well as a pleasure to be here. I've been trying to get here for a few years and I got to tell you, when I walk in this hotel yesterday and felt that energy and kind of moved around this morning, the energy was just infectious and it was pumping me up and pumping me up and pumping me up. I went to breakfast, the guy was like, want some coffee? I said, honey, I don't know if I can take any coffee after the way I'm feeling now, but I did it anyway, so y'all going to get it. So anywho, I'm particularly happy to talk about the topic that I'm going to talk about today, and that is intentional leadership. As you heard from Todd, I've had the privilege of writing two books, Expect to Win and Strategize to Win. And in both of those books, there lies Carla's pearls, as I like to say, my hard-earned and hard-learned pearls after being a woman on Wall Street as of this summer for 32 years. I dare say, ladies and gentlemen, I have learned a few things about not only surviving, but more importantly, thriving in the seat that you sit in or the seat that you aspire to sit in. And like you, I am in a business where you can't always control all the factors. There is an exogenous factor that affects your business. You don't know what the Fed's going to do with respect to interest rates. You don't really know how consumer confidence is going to be impacted. You don't really know what's going to happen in the economy and impact people's ability to get their dream home. But yet, no matter what, You have to win and you have to lead every single time you have an interaction with a customer. Because in most cases, this is one of the most important things that will ever happen in their lives. And most people, before they do it the first time, they have no experience. So no matter what, you must lead. And I tell people to remember, you can lead from any seat. So today, I'm going to talk about intentional leadership and why. It occurs to me that in the environment that we're in now, leadership has to be very different than if you are a boomer, for example. If you are a boomer in this room, you grew up in an environment where leadership was my way or the highway type leadership. You do it the way that I said it and that was it, no questions asked. I tell you to jump, your question was how high, that was it. But now we're in an environment where decision makers and the dominant population in the professional workforce is increasingly becoming millennials, Zers, and frankly, the Xers. And people are looking for a different type of leadership. Your customers are looking for a different type of engagement. So it's really about motivating and inspiring, and more importantly, empowering other people making them feel like they are powerful, that they have a sense of what's going on, even though they may be utterly dependent upon you. That is the way to win in an environment where digital assets are becoming commonplace. So if everything is getting affected by technology, everything is dynamic, everything is moving, second and third generations are happening every 18 months, not every five or 10 years for innovation, and we are all competing around innovation, How do you maintain that relationship with your customer and build that relationship with your customer? It's a certain type of leadership, and you have to be intentional about it. 
But before I go to intentional leadership and how you compete in this environment around relationships, I want to give you one of the pearls that has made all the difference in my career. And it is the pearl around currency. There are two types of currency in any environment, performance currency and relationship currency. But I want you to think to yourself that a dollar is not a dollar is not a dollar. Performance currency, very early on in your career and very early on in any new environment, it's worth about a buck fifty. And performance currency is the currency that is generated by your delivering that which was asked of you and a little bit extra. Every time that you deliver on an assignment above people's expectations, you generate the performance currency. It works just like the stock market. Anytime a company says to the street that they will deliver 25 cents a share in that quarter and that company delivers 40 cents a share, that stock goes up every single time and so will yours. Performance currency is valuable for three reasons. Number one, early on in your career, early on in any new environment, it will get you noticed. It will create a reputation for you. Number two, early on in your career, early on in any new environment, it will get you paid and promoted. And number three, it may even attract a sponsor. And let me pause here. For you who work in organizations, if you're not familiar with this concept around a sponsor, let me spend a minute talking about that. Popular business press loves to say you need a mentor, you need a mentor, you need a mentor. But frankly, in my view, as I write about it in Expect to Win, a mentor is a nice to have. A mentor is the person you can tell the good, the bad, and the ugly to. So by definition, it needs to be somebody that you trust, and it needs to be somebody that knows you very well, because a mentor's job is to give you tailored advice, tailored specifically to you and to your career aspirations. If I know Rob and I know Mike, and they both want to become executive vice presidents, and I am a good mentor, I'll give them two different strategies because they're two different men. And my job is to give them tailored advice that they can successfully execute. A mentor does not need to be within your organization, nor do they need to look like you. They just need to understand your context in order to give you tailored advice that you can successfully execute. Now, the secret is you can survive a long time in your career without a mentor, but you will not ascend in any environment without the sponsor. The sponsor is the person that is carrying your paper into the room. And I said earlier, the mentor is the person that you tell the good, the bad, and the ugly to. The sponsor is not the person you tell the good, the bad, and the ugly to. The sponsor is the person you tell the good, the good, and the good. This is the person, as I said, that is carrying your paper into the room. This is the person that behind closed doors will argue passionately on your behalf as to why you should get the promotion, why you should get the great bonus, why you should get that next great client assignment. Make no mistake, this is the person that is spending their valuable political and social capital on you. So if you have good performance currency in an environment, it raises your level of visibility in that environment such that a sponsor may naturally be attracted to you. But for many of us in the room, it doesn't happen that easily. So sometimes you must exercise your power and ask for a sponsor.
And if you have good performance currency in an environment, it heightens the probability that that person will answer in the affirmative upon your approach. But here's the problem with performance currency. I said earlier that it was worth about a buck fifty. Over time, performance currency starts to experience diminishing marginal returns. That buck fifty works its way right back down to a dollar. Why? Because now you have created a new standard of excellence. Everybody knows that you will do a great job. Everybody expects that you will always deliver. So there's no longer a premium associated with your deliverable. The currency that's now most important is the relationship currency. Relationship currency. And relationship currency is worth about 225, and it never experiences any diminishing marginal returns. Relationship currency is the currency that is generated by the investments that you make in the people in your environment. The investments that you make in the people in your environment. None of us work in a silo anymore. We are all working in highly interdependent environments. So at a minimum, you must have a relationship with every seat that touches your seat. If the only person that knows you're doing a great job is your boss, then your ability to ascend in any environment is going to be vulnerable. Why? That person may leave the organization. They may lose their seat at the decision-making table, or they may lose their juice. So it's your job to make sure as many people as possible in the organization is aware of your outsized contribution. Here's why relationship currency is so very valuable. Your ability to ascend in any environment will be a function of somebody's judgment. Judgment about whether or not you're ready. Judgment about whether or not the team will follow you. And judgment about whether or not you will ultimately be successful. And ladies and gentlemen, judgments are directly influenced by relationships. And if you aren't with me yet, let me give you my last piece of evidence. Everybody in this room has power. Everybody in this room has power. Hard-earned, personal, influential currency. But I ask you, ladies and gentlemen, how many people in this room will use their hard-earned, personal, influential currency on somebody that they do not know? Mm-hmm, exactly. So remind yourself, when you are shying away from investing in relationships with other people in your environment, that your inability to ascend will rarely, if ever, be a function of whether or not somebody likes you, but it absolutely will be a function of whether or not somebody knows you. While your performance currency may get your name on a short list that's being discussed behind closed doors, when your name is called, if no one in that room knows you well enough to make any comment on your behalf, they simply go to the next name on the list and it has absolutely nothing to do with your ability to do the job. Everything to do with whether or not somebody knows you well enough to say, oh, Nancy, she's outstanding. Maria, she'll walk through walls and she'll take the team with her. She's the right person for this project. Oh, Todd, oh, absolutely. He's innovative-minded. He, he'll be able to get the client to come along. Notice there were no numbers associated with any of those comments. All subjective comments because people need to know you well enough 
to spend their currency on your behalf and in your business, that's critical. Hey, it's Todd Duncan. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I am super excited about Sales Mastery 2020, the live digital experience. This is the first time in the 28 year history of Sales Mastery that we've actually gone entirely digital, responding to the market, and we're gonna be broadcasting the event live. What does this mean for you? Well, first of all, front row access, yes, front row access to the longest running event and most extensive training event in the industry bar none and 30 days of access to every session after the event has concluded. No airfare, no hotel reservations, no extra expenses, just cutting edge content from world-class speakers, trainers, and industry experts delivered straight to you in the comfort of your own office or home. Click the link in the show notes and check out the speakers, panels, and agenda over 10,000 attendees have already registered. Secure your spot today.